a good week. It's so glad, uh, or we're so glad to have you guys out. And so today, if you're kind of unfamiliar with how we do things, we're going to go ahead and dive into God's Word, which is the Bible, and we're going to learn some stuff today, right? So the whole point, yeah. So the whole point of what we're doing right now, what we're going to be doing over the next kind of couple weeks is this series called, Who is Jesus? Okay, we're going to do this series called, Who is Jesus? Right? And we're going to talk about, can anyone take a guess what we might be talking about? We're going to be talking about who is Jesus, right? Oh, wow, shocking. And hopefully, by the end of that, we can all answer that. And so during these next couple weeks, there's a verse, we can go ahead and put it up there, that I want you guys to memorize. It's John 1.1, right? And how this verse goes, oh my goodness, how this verse goes is this. John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, Now, we're going to break that down today. We're going to talk about what that means, because today we're going to be reading John chapter 1. So what's really important is when you read a book, right? When you read a book of the Bible, it's really important to know what in the world that book is about. It's important to know who wrote it, who was it written to, right? So like the books, different books of the Bible, they're actually letters. And these letters were written to people. And we take them as the Word of God, So it's really important that we know who these letters were written by and who they were written to. So to kind of start off, can anyone guess who wrote the book of John? Ooh, no, it was Larry. No, yeah, it's John, right? John John wrote the book of John. That's awesome. So John wrote this gospel. So he was a Jewish person, and he's one of the original 12 disciples, right? So he was referred to as the disciple whom Jesus loved. John also wrote 1st through 3rd John. And he also wrote Revelations, the only book not titled by John when he, when he wrote the book, right? So he, write, he likely wrote this gospel between 70 AD and 100 AD, so a long time ago. And his original audience consisted of Jews and Gentiles, so that means he wrote it to everyone, right? So he wrote this book to everyone. And the whole kind of point about John's gospel, about this letter that we're going to read today, is that Jesus is God, that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah, which means Savior. Jesus is God. So right now we're going to go ahead and read God's Word, which is John chapter 1. We're going to read John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, right? And so I'm going to go ahead and start. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and to his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word of flesh dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. 
For from his fullness we have received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, and grace came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who's at the Father's side. He has made him known. Whew! We read a whole book. Okay, and now you guys can leave. No, but okay, so that, there's a lot there, right? You're probably like, man, that dude, because you probably forgot my name already. It's Brandon. That dude just read a lot of stuff. Like, what in the world does all of this mean? And again, the main point of this whole thing is that Jesus is God. And so one of the best ways, I think, that we can kind of talk about this passage is, how many of you guys like movies? Oh, a lot of you guys like movies. Okay, I thought not too many people have even heard of movies yet. Okay, well, I love, I love movies too, right? Movies are, are a big part of my life. Do you guys like it when it's just one movie or it's when there's like, there's like 8,000 of them? You know what I'm talking about? Like 8,000. Oh, some people like just one? Oh my gosh, don't ruin my illustration. No, okay, so we, but I'm going to say that I at least like, I like it when there's a couple of movies. I even like it when there's a show because there's more of it to watch, right? I mean, who doesn't like more of something to watch, right? In a movie that I really love to watch, a series of movies, is the Alvin Ch and the Chipmunks movies. I think we have the posters up here. Um, I don't know about you guys. I'm a big, we call ourselves chip heads. I'm a big Alvin and the Chipmunk kind of guy. I wear the costume sometimes, you know, it's just my lifestyle. But anyway, so I love Alvin and the Chipmunks. We got Alvin and the Chipmunks, the first one. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the squeakquel. See what they did there. Alvin and the Chipmunks, chipwrecked. Hang on. Alvin and the Chipmunks, road chip. I didn't even know road chip existed, but I'm going to watch that later. They make so many puns, guys. There's so many puns that are made, right? So anyway, so there's all these movies, and the movies go one, two, three, four. And those movies are made to watch in that order. You watch the first one, the second one, the third one, and the fourth one. But what happens if you do this? If you switch it and you watch the first one last, you watch the second one first, the third one second, and the fourth one third, you're going to be so confused. Right? But let's, let's do it a little bit more. Let's change it up a little bit more. What happens if you do this? If you watch the first one last, the second one third, the, the third one first, and the fourth one second. We don't know what's going on, do we? We're just, we're just a crazy bunch of kids over here, right? So all of a sudden, none of it makes sense because we're looking at it out of order the way we're not supposed to, right? It's supposed to be looked at like this. One, two, three, four. But we think that's crazy. We think we'd never watch movies out of order like that because we'd never understand what it's talking about. But we do that all the time when it comes to Jesus. Because we talk about Jesus is God, but sometimes we forget that Jesus existed before he was born in a manger. So when we, when we just talk about Jesus' life like he started when he was born in the manger... Right? Because how the story goes, for maybe some of you don't know, it's that Jesus was, was born of a virgin. He was, he, was, he was born in a manger. And he lived a sinless life for, for uh, 33 years on this earth. And then on the 30, uh, 3rd year of his life, he died and he rose again. Right? But Jesus' life started before that. He started before he was born in a manger. So when we talk about Jesus and we just start at the manger, we're skipping the first couple of movies here. And we're going to get really confused and lost in what's happening. And so for the very beginning with John 1.1, 1, 1, John lets us know what's going on. And he says this in John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. See, when it says Word there, we're kind of confused. We're like, who, who's that talking about, a book? 
some kind of letters, some assortion of sorts. No, when it says the word, that's talking about Jesus. So we can say, in the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. So from the very beginning, we're saying that through all of time, that forever and forever, as far as you can think back, Jesus has always existed because Jesus is God. The main point that John is trying to get from us here is that Jesus is the true light. And before, Jesus, before John even tells us kind of what Jesus does and, and these other things, he wants us to know who Jesus is. And Jesus is God. Right? So if we were kind of break down the first bit of Scripture, right, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So he's always existed. And get this. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So what this passage is saying is that Jesus not only has always existed, but he created everything. That God created everything through Jesus. So it's not just that Jesus was like hanging out like, man, when am I going to be born in that manger? Right? Like he was, he was getting stuff done from always. Like he's always been doing stuff. Jesus, if you guys know anything today, Jesus has always been doing stuff, right? So Jesus has existed from all times, and he actually created everything according to this passage. And that's, that's super important to know because a lot of people think that, you know, Jesus was, was just born or that he was created. But no, no, no. Jesus has always, always existed. Then we also think, okay, so he created everything, but, but what else? And what we, we see more, right? We see that if we read in 1 John chapter 1, verse 4, it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So we see here that not only did Jesus create everything, but Jesus has always existed, and he's God, and he's coming to save. So not only did he create, but he's going to save so if we look at the, at the illustration at the beginning, if we think that, you know, Jesus just started in the manger, and then, like, so Jesus was born, and then he was going to save us, he, it wouldn't be all that great because it would just be like me or you trying to save us. But this is God who's created everything is coming to save us. And he says something that's really, really important here, right? That Jesus is the light. And, and I want you guys to think for a minute. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to answer this out loud. But how many of you guys knew that Jesus has always existed? That Jesus was never created, that he's always existed? Because that means he's so much more powerful. Because if you didn't know that, that means, man, he's so much more powerful than he knew. When, when I found that, I realized, man, God, Jesus is so much more powerful than I knew. That, that, that the man who, who, who was born to die, to rise again, who always existed, chose to do that. Okay, so he's God. He's always existed. He created the world. So he was born into the world. So why, did, why, why was he born into the world, right? We talked about that Jesus came to save us, right? But what did he come to save us from? So Jesus was fully God, but what did he come to save us from? Well, let's, let's continue reading in verse 6. It says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. So this is the, per just real quick, the point it says John here, this isn't the John that, it, that wrote the book. This is talking about John the Baptist, so a different John. There's a, there's a lot of Johns, guys. It, which, it's kind of weird that John was, a, anyway. Okay, so there was a man sent from God whose name was John, different John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. 
He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the flesh, of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So this passage is talking about John sharing about Jesus. But here's the thing. Here's something that you'll miss if you just read this really, really quickly. You don't take a minute to kind of, kind of look at this passage. This passage says in verse 9 that Jesus is the true light, right? And that Jesus gives light to everyone. And that the light is coming into the world. Okay, it was right there. Did you catch it? So Jesus is the true light, and he's coming into the world. So what does that mean? The light wasn't already in the world. That Jesus was the light, and he came into the world. Do you guys know, you know, do you guys know what a room is if it has no light in it? It's very dark, right? So the definition of dark is the absence of light, which means that there's no light there. So what this passage is saying is that in the world, the world that we live in, there's no light. That's kind of sad, right? There's no light. We, we live in a world where there's a lot of bad things that can happen. I mean, if I'm, if I'm sure if I can talk to you guys, as you guys walk through middle school, you can say, yeah, a lot of bad things happen. People are mean. People are rude. I had a bowl cut when I was in um, the sixth grade. And um, I, did, I always did the Justin Bieber flick, right? I did, yeah, I know. Some people are like, you're going to have neck problems. I do. But um, so I, I had... I did the Justin Bieber thing, right? And I was in middle school. I got bullied all the time in middle school. I know you guys are like, Brandon, you're so cool. No, I got bullied a lot. So the, so the world, the world is, is a bad place, right? It's full of darkness, right? That sounds super like, oh my gosh, right? But notice that Jesus comes into the world. We also know this because we've sinned, right? If you're sitting in this room today, I promise you, you've sinned. You know how I know? Because I'm a sinner and everyone's a sinner. The Bible says that everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. Everyone has sinned. So Jesus is the light, and he's coming in this really dark world, and it's dark because we sin. And sin just means we go apart from God. We, we, we don't follow what God wants us to do. That's all sin means. And so Jesus, who is God, who's the light, comes into the world to clean it and make it right. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. That's huge. And what that really kind of makes me think of, when I, was, um, when I was a kid, roughly 19, no, when I was a kid and I was um, in my room, I was scared of the dark. I was scared of the dark until I was about mm, 14 years old. And I was, I, was, I, was, I was terrified of the dark, right? Adam's still scared of the dark. And he's older than 14. So, um, roasted. So, um, what we see, did someone say like 90? Jacob, did Jacob Bell, did you say that? I think he did. Adam, you should, you should do something about that. Okay, anyway, so we, when, I, when I was a kid and I was in my room, I was always really scared of the dark. And so what happened was my mom would put a nightlight in there, right? Use LED lights? That's awesome. Will that, will that light, what, what do you use, Ivy? You have Christmas lights? Okay, that's hip. That's hip. That's hip and happening. I like it, Ivy. So I would always, I would always have that. But the problem was... That didn't make me feel, I don't know for you guys, that didn't make me feel much better. That light didn't go very far. It wasn't that great. It didn't really help me. But, but you know what really did help me? When my mom walked into my room, I felt so much better. When my mom walked into that room, I felt so much better because I knew I was safe because she was there. 
When my mom walked in the room, I felt so safe. You know why? Because she was the true light for me. She was the one that actually made the difference in there. And what this passage is saying, when Jesus comes into the world, it's not that the world was totally dark, then all of a sudden he gave us like a giant fire gaseous ball in the sky called the sun. It's that Jesus came into the world, and Jesus was the true light. And when Jesus came into the world, he brought us peace, he brought us forgiveness, and he brought us all these amazing, wonderful things. So how in the world do we get this light? So if there's this light, if there's, there's just this, this amazing man who's fully God, who's coming into the world, he is the light, how do we get this light? Well, that's a really good question, guys, because verse 10 answers that. Verse 10 says, he, so this is talking about Jesus, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, to his own people, did not receive him, but to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will, nor of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So Jesus, who is fully God, Jesus in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus came into the world and brought light. And all we have to do to get that, all we have to do to get our forgiveness of our sins, all we have to do to, 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 to make us safe, to make us, to make us know that we have eternal salvation with God is by believing in him. All we got to do is say, God, I don't want my sin anymore. I repent. I don't want that. I want you. I want Jesus. That's it. When, when it talks about that, all we got to do is believe. And that's amazing. It talks about we're going to be born again. And this is all possible because of my, full, my final and my last point, which is the main point, that Jesus is fully, 100%, without a doubt, without a doubt God. How do I know this? Well, read verse 14 through 18 with me. Oh, and that's going to fall, but that's okay. Read verse 14 through 18 with me. It says, and the word became flesh. So Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us. So he was born in the manger. So notice, now we get to he was born in the manger. So if we would have started two, three movies in at just the manger, we would have missed all of that. All of that amazing thing. If we were to start right there, if we weren't to read the Old Testament to hear these prophecies about Jesus, if we weren't to see, you know, everything Jesus did before in the manger, we wouldn't realize how truly amazing it was when he was born. That Jesus, who was God, was born in a manger. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own people, and his own people did not receive him, but all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And here we go. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus, who is born, who is God, is full of glory, full of grace, full of truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He comes before me, ranks before me, because he was before me. So this is John saying, He's, he's, he's before me, he's always existed. For from his fullness we have all received upon grace, for the law was given through Moses. So just like when it talks about the law there, it talks about kind of the Old Testament, the rules, different things like that. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who's at the Father's side. He has made him known. 
So my last thing here in verse 18, where it talks about Jesus coming to earth, doing this amazing thing of saving us by dying on the cross and rising again. And if we believe in that, we have eternal life. What it says in verse 18 can be so easy to miss. It says, no one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. Okay, so I'm going to tell you guys something. It's not a secret by any means, but it's, it's, it's a really big deal. It's called the Trinity. We have the Father, we have the Son, and we have the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, right? Depends what church you go to. They're the same exact thing. It's just some people say, Holy Ghost. Some people say, Holy Spirit. It's just, I don't know. I like saying both. It's fun. Okay, so we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, right? And what we see, man, wow, high quality. Isn't that good, guys? Isn't that good? I, I pulled that off Google. Yeah. Good. And see, guys, that's why man isn't good enough, because we're sinners. We're messed up. We're like a blurry PNG that Brandon pulls off Google, and we'll, and we'll hear about from other people later. Okay, so we see that God the Father is different than the Son. The Son's different than the Holy Spirit, but, and, and the Spirit is different than the Father, but they're all God. So Jesus is God, right? So what we see in this amazing thing of Jesus being God in verse 18, it says, no one has ever seen God, the only God. And then it's saying God is at the Father's side. So what's that doing? That's saying that Jesus is God. That's saying the Father's God. In so many other places, the Holy Spirit's God. And it's not that, that, okay, we have three different things running around. No, Jesus, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit are all one being, one God. And that's amazing. God is so big, so large, and so complex that we can never fully understand every part about him. And that's a really good sign. That's a really good sign. You know why that's a really good sign? Because that means that no one could have made him up. Because God's limitless. You, you, you can't possibly understand every little thing. Now, God gave us the Bible so we could understand enough to be saved, that we're sinners, that Jesus is perfect, that he's God, that he died, rose again. If we believe in that, then we shall be saved. He gave us enough of that to understand kind of what we're supposed to know. But at the end of the day, the kind of reason we're talking about this is because you can go, go ahead to the, to the next one, get the dirty, get that blurry thing out of there, right, with, with the gospel. There we go. That's a beautiful thing, right? And so at the end of the day, why this is so important is because Jesus is God. And to learn about that. So we're going to spend the next couple of weeks talking about what in the world that means, what does it mean when he was born in the manger? What does it mean when he went on the cross? Where, where, where is he at now? And, and it's going to be such a good time. I encourage you to come, to come back so we can talk about it. We're also going to play a lot of fun games. We're going to have a good time, right? But the really most important thing is to learn about this, about the gospel that saves you from eternal death to eternal life, and all you got to do is believe in it. Music